Hello, and thank you for pushing play. I'm so glad you're here. This is Kick the Couch, and I'm your host, Angie Martinez. On this podcast, we're going to be talking about all things non-traditional when it comes to therapy, mental health, and self-development. Gone are the days when therapy looked like laying on a couch for years on end and feeling like you were getting nowhere. It's time to take an interactive and collaborative approach to therapy and self-healing. Tune in for provocative conversations around topics that are sometimes taboo, unconventional, and compelling. You know, the stuff you really want to hear that not enough people are talking about. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Thank you for tuning in, pressing play. This is episode three of Kick the Couch, Shadow Work and Relationships, Unraveling Patterns, and Cultivating Healthy Connections. I'm your host, Angie Martinez, and I can't wait to get started. Um, First, I want to just share a little bit of what I have been experiencing lately and see if maybe this is some of your guys' experience as well. Um, I know the new year has already felt like it's going by super fast. And we're this is already the third week of January. And for a lot of us, including myself, that can create some um, feelings of anxiousness or just feeling rushed or, you know, not enough time in the day. I certainly feel that nearly every day. I cannot stand the fact that it is continuously dark. I feel like I just wake up and then it's dark. I mean, I wake up, you know, I get some things done and then four o'clock rolls around and I'm like, okay, the day's over. (laughs) It's going to get dark. And um, if you're anything like me, I cannot wait for longer days, definitely warmer days. I am not a person who likes the cold. I have a hard time dealing with the cold. If anyone knows me, you know, that's a thousand percent accurate. Um, so I say all that to say that, you know, lately, at least in the last week, I've really just been trying to be mindful of being in the present moment. And I think that's really important for every one of you that's listening to just take a moment and see how that can apply to some of the things you might be experiencing lately or the ways you might be feeling, um, you know, lately. And for me, staying in the present moment, I'll give you an example. Last week, I did not get a chance to record or release my episode. Um, You know, I usually have days, certain days of the week that I do my recording and planning And last week, we had some unexpected visitors and guests on two days, um, you know, out of the weekend. And so that kind of took over. But you know what? In the moment, I was so grateful for that interruption. And it really just forced me to be in the present moment and let go of that rush or that sense of urgency um, that just wasn't serving me at the moment. You know, and don't get me wrong, that sense of urgency will serve me at other times. Um, But, you know, last last weekend it wasn't. And so 
Um, I just reminded myself that there were other things that were more important in the moment and that I, I knew without a doubt I would eventually get to this other very important thing, uh, which is my podcast and recording these episodes and getting this information and content out to you all because each and every one of you are all so important. So there it is there. That's what I have been dealing with lately. I'm sure some of you guys can relate. So, you know, just try to practice being in the present moment and appreciating whatever it is that you have going on that in the interim might look like a distraction. <laughs> um, but really is the best thing that probably could happen to you during the day. So today we're going to be doing um, an introduction to the shadow. And um, if, you know, if any of you have done shadow work, then you know um, how uncomfortable, but how super useful this kind of work can be. So it's one of my favorite things um, to share with anybody that I work with or, you know, anybody that asks, mostly it's my clients, but it is my, one of my favorite parts of my very own personal healing journey. And again, something that um, I really enjoy working on with most of my clients. So um, if you have ever <clears throat> done something that you might consider excuse me <clears throat> if you've ever done something that is maybe you know you feel like oh my god that was a shitty thing to do or you know that was like a slutty thing to do or mean or obnoxious i mean you get it fill in the blank um but anything that was mostly on impulse that you later regret um then this is for you right you have had that experience, you do something you regret, then comes the shame and the guilt, and the why the fuck did I do or say that? Well, that's the very question that reveals a blind spot. The lack of control that betrays the existence of a different person lurking beneath your carefully constructed idea of who you are. And this is also known as your shadow. The shadow is comprised of aspects or traits of the personality that we um, usually tend to hide or repress from ourselves and from others. Uh, we do this mostly because these traits are deemed undesirable by us or others. And somewhere along the line, these traits were rejected or ridiculed or shamed. Um, and then you quickly and I will add subconsciously learn to hide them and tuck them so far away that even you wouldn't dare acknowledge their existence. So rather than confront something that we don't like, our mind pretends it doesn't exist. You know, have you, for example, have you ever had, you know, a taboo thought, right? Or mental images, sexual desires, immoral urges. Um, yeah, you guessed it. These can be shadow aspects. Um, you know, Carl Jung, who is one of my favorite theorists, I think summed it up well, and I am going to share this quote because it really lands for me. The shadow is a moral problem that challenges the whole ego personality. 
for no one can become conscious of the shadow without considerable moral effort. To become conscious of it involves recognizing the dark aspects of the personality as present and real. This act is the essential condition for any kind of self-knowledge. So, you know, that being said, it's time to turn our faces toward those parts and acknowledge how they have served us or served you and recognize them as beautiful and sacred because they're all inherently you. Um, so let's just kind of dive, dive in and make these skeletons dance. I want to, I, I am going to use this episode as a, <clears throat> I guess as a platform to share some of my personal experience with my own shadow and my shadow work and how that relates to my healing journey. Um, so, you know, that being said, I am going to sh share some personal information about myself, but I think it would be helpful for anyone who's listening. I have been in my relationship. I am married and I've been in my relationship for 11 or so, 11 plus years. Um, we have, you know, we didn't get married right away, but, um, you know, when I met my now husband, you know, when I first met him, I was a completely raw, unhealed, hurt, scared, traumatized version of myself. And we had so many struggles in our relationship um, because, because of that, you know, quite, quite honestly and transparently. He is, um, you know, maybe about nine or 10 years older than me. So I feel like that really helped our relationship in that he was ahead of me in his healing journey. And he, I mean, he wasn't completely healed. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not saying that. Um, and baby, if you're listening, I love you, but, um, he was definitely more healed than I was. And because of that, he was able to recognize the potential in me, I guess. And he was able to recognize, um, even more than the potential in me, he was able to recognize that I was just very unhealed and just very raw. And I had so many hurts and, um, you know, letdowns. And so I think that really lent to his patience in a relationship and his patience with myself. And um, funny, funnily enough, we were having a conversation with two of our best friends. Um, I think this was on New Year's Day. And we were talking about relationships. And um, this is what he had to say. I'm going to share a clip with you of that conversation. And, um, and then after that clip, we'll kind of pick things apart. So here you go. Listen in. I'm sure you saw her in action at some point. Well, somehow this it, dude decided to stick with me. I stuck around, yeah. man. And, and you know what? I stuck around because I, I saw the underlying her. 
all of the this other shit was a fucking woman shit. yeah all of this of other course. shit all that was other like, stuff was reactionary that was just like a, a, a being in your unhealed version of yourself yeah, so correct. you're just reacting to correct. shit and you're correct. without any understanding or awareness what is really going on internally that's making you react like that so you just react and react and yeah. reacting right it's just an unhealed person yeah. it's just an unhealed version of yourself but honestly that yeah, so let's talk about that un- unhealed version of myself. Um, it looked very reactionary. It looked very defensive. Um, there was a shit ton of projection going on. And, um, you know, anything that I could do besides look inward was what I did. Um, so it was a lot of blame it was um maybe a lot of well you know look what you're doing and you know i would never have done that if you didn't do this (laughs) and so um there was a lot of that in the beginning of our relationship in our in in the beginning it was very rocky um because of the patterns that kept showing up Um, And, you know, this, the title of this episode is Unraveling Patterns. Um, And for me, unraveling patterns had to first start with um, an awareness or a realization that something was wrong and it was me. (laughs) I mean, that's just the bottom line. Something is wrong and it's fucking me. It's not this other person that I'm with because I have to tell you guys like this my my marriage and my current relationship um has been the most healthy relationship that I have ever experienced and it got there it it is that because of the work the inner work that I did along the way the inner work that my partner did along the way Um, you know, the way that he sort of brought me forward, if I was, um, lagging behind or falling back and it was, you know, the same thing, vice versa for me too, and helping him bring him forward, um, learning about himself in ways that he didn't understand or ways that he didn't even know he could be, um, until he experienced that you know, with me. And so, you know, going back to what our shadow is and understanding why it exists, how it gets there, um, I think is a very fundamental part, right? Because I just said that shadow work starts with the insight or the awareness. And so once you, you know, get really honest with yourself and you start looking inward and you start realizing that patterns of behavior are problematic for you, um, then that self-reflection comes in. And so understanding where our shadow comes from, I think is very fundamental. Um, I always try to explain it as something that is sort of developed in us over time. Um, you know, I guess a good example would be if 
you know, imagine you're like this little kid and I don't know, maybe you're five, six, seven years old and, you know, you notice that maybe you're too rambunctious or you're too loud or you're too hyper or you're too something, right? And you you notice this and you become aware of it, not because you inherently feel this about yourself or you see yourself as this, but someone outside of you, usually your caretakers at that age, shows you by their actions or um, by responding to you or not responding to you or the way that they respond to you, right? And so depending on the response that you get from, you know, whoever is in your immediate environment, you're going to, you know, imagine the dial, you know, the knob of like uh, the volume, right? An older radio where there there was actually a knob that you had to turn up and down. (laughs) But Imagine, you know, when you either you're going to dial those characteristics or traits up or down, depending on the response that you get from your caretakers in your immediate environment, right? So if your caretaker ignores you or yells at you or uh, ridicules you, then you are going to inherently understand that I, oops, I need to tone that down. I need to like water that part of me down so that way I won't, you know, upset my caretaker or I won't um, offend my caretaker or I won't, you know, my caretaker won't be mad at me. And remember when you're little and you're trying to navigate your environment, it's all about survival and safety, right? And so, um, you know, our goal at any age, but our really our goal at that at that age, fundamentally, is to stay alive and to be loved. And um, I think I talked about in my last episode that human beings, we are wired for connection and safety. I mean, fundamentally, those are two two things that we are wired for that will not change. And so if we're trying to survive and we're trying to be safe when we're very young and we are developing our personalities, we are going to turn up the dial or turn down the dial on our personality traits, uh, depending on the response that we get from those in our environment, right? Because we want to be fed, we want to be loved, we want to be paid attention to. And so that's a very fundamental way of of where our shadow sort of um, grows out of, right? So those subtle traits inside of us that we repress Um, usually because we do not get a positive response from those in our environment. Same thing when we are older or adults. Um, We repress things about us that have social undesirability. Um, And that, I mean, that's just as simple as it gets, right? So the things about us that um, other people or we ourselves deem as you know, quote unquote, bad or, um, you know, undesirable, we are going to try to hide those things. And those become parts of us that live in the shadow, in our shadow. And some other, you know, examples of shadow parts are um, jealousy, 
or anger or um, fear. Um, you know, parts of us that we, maybe we feel like we're often women, we get, you know, told we're too much emotionally, you know, we're too much, we're, we often get called um, crazy or, oh, you know, we're overreacting, we should just calm down. Um, and so in turn, a lot of times we go into relationships and we kind of have this sort of like filter or this mask that we put on of like having it all together, um, being unbothered, being very poised, and we don't want to let this other person know or see the side of us that is very insecure or is unsure or is perhaps jealous or whatever other things or faces or parts of us that we are trying to um, not let this other person know too soon in the relationship because it would quote unquote chase this person away or scare this person away. So, um, you know, essentially that is where our shadow comes from. Um, you know, shadow 101 is, you know, people rejecting those parts of us, right? It's not socially desirable. It doesn't get us what we want. It does not get our needs met. And therefore we kind of tuck it away and live in the shadow. It, it lives in the shadow. But the problem with that is that it doesn't go away. It is a part of us. And until we acknowledge it, until we allow it to hold space, until we um, pay attention to it, it's going to show up as these patterns in our relationships that get in the way of us having these healthy connections with people right so i mean it could be that you know you recognize i know for myself in relationships it was there was so much insecurity about um really about my myself um there was insecurity about you know the other person being um faithful or, um, you know, I guess jealousy over if I wasn't the center of attention for this other person, right? That all made me feel threatened um, because of my own fears and my own insecurities that I hadn't looked at yet, that I hadn't worked through yet, and not knowing my own value and my own worth, you know, really was the root of those insecurities and they showed up as these patterns in my relationships these patterns and breakdown of communication um, you know communication was a big hurdle for my partner and I to overcome during the early stages of our relationship it was this sort of round and round about um, not being heard or you know not being understood and, you know, for me, that came from a very um, defensive sort of stance. I, I felt, you know, I felt like I had to defend or protect myself. And so I think, you know, when we're talking about relationships, it's really important for us to 
take a look at all the parts of us and to figure out where, you know, maybe where this part separated itself. You know, how old was I when I put this part in my shadow? When, when, how old was I when I first noticed that this was an undesirable part of me that I had to hide from other people and myself? And really understanding why this part of self is in, in like on timeout or put in the shadow is fundamental when you're trying to heal those parts of yourself. So <clears throat> I always think of shadow as egos, maybe cousin, second cousin. <laughs> Um, I don't know, however you, however that makes sense for you, but shadow is definitely related to our ego and um, e ego, I think, or I know ego gets a bad rap, right? We generally think of, unless you're like a scholar and you know about the id, the ego and the super ego, generally when we think of ego, it's in the form of something that's presumptuous or pretentious and bad um oh that person has such a big ego they think they're all that but really our ego our ego is not the villain that we think it is or that it's made out to be you know our ego is really there to protect us right it's like a, i always like to think of it as this misguided superhero it comes in with this cape on and shows up to save us from, you know, these potential threats or anything that we, we perceive, our subconscious mind perceives to be a threat, right? So that's where jealousy comes in. That's ego. That's where anger comes in, you know, feeling offended. That's ego. Um, feeling afraid, um, you know, and acting, you know, we're afraid of losing this person. So I'm going to act like I don't care. You know, that is ego trying to protect you, right? So ego and shadow are definitely related. They might be besties. Um, neither one of them are the villain, right? They're, they're both trying, they're defense mechanisms, they're protection mechanisms. They're serving us in some misguided way. Um, they're serving to preserve us to protect us, to help us to survive. And when we are looking at shadow and ego and we're thinking about, okay, shadow and ego relative to patterns in my relationships, it is, it becomes very apparent that when we Usually when we are having problems in our relationships, um, it could be, you know, friendships even. It doesn't have to be intimate relationships, but, you know, all relationships. I want, I want you guys to think of relationships in a very broader context, right? Because the way that our shadow and our ego shows up is, um, is a very pervasive way throughout personality and throughout our relationships. So think of it. Think of all your relationships, relationships with your you know, significant other, your friends, any family members. And 
when you start to recognize that you're having maybe, you know, communication problems or problems connecting with uh, people, you start to look inward. You start to think about, okay, what are the parts of me that are in the shadow that I'm trying so desperately for no one to see and trying so hard that my ego is showing up to protect those parts of me. And usually that presents itself in ways that are, you know, having a a response that is less than desirable, right? Then you know, okay, I'm I'm acting in ego right now and ego is trying to protect my shadow. When you have that realization of I'm acting out of ego, it will signal to you that there's something that I'm afraid of. There's something that I'm trying to protect. There's a perceived threat, right? And, and that's why maybe I'm yelling or screaming or running away, right? And that's when you know that you're not acting out of your higher self, right? So just, you know, any, any one of you that are listening right now, think about what I have said so far and pause and reflect a little bit on what if any thing that I've talked about, what do you see and how can you relate to any of those things? What do you see showing up in your relationships, in your connections, in your life, right? Do you see any of those patterns reflected in your, um, you know, in your relationships and your behaviors currently or recently? And are you having or are you able to recognize that that's coming from ego or that's coming from shadow and if so you know how can you how can you start to right here and right now how can you just start to turn inward a little bit and you know take a look at those things and get really like really honest with yourself and ego you know i'm not gonna blow any smoke up anyone's ass this work is not for the faint of heart shadow work ego work is not for the faint of heart you have to be ready for this shit you have to want it you have to be in a very you have to be in an open space in your life um i certainly wasn't there at the beginning of my relationship with my partner my husband i wasn't you know i knew that something was I knew that I was suffering. I knew that I was having problems in my relationship. I knew that sometimes I felt out of control of myself and my emotions and my behaviors. Um, you know, so much so that I even went, you know, I went to therapy um, during that time. I was, I, I literally, I remember, you know, I had, I don't remember what the argument was about, but, you know, I remember having this really big blowout with my, he was my boyfriend at the time and we were pretty fairly new in our relationship. And he was just like, you know, like this just isn't going to work. I can't live like this. I need peace. 
in my life. And I was constantly just disrupting that peace, you know, and it was at that time that I recognized there's something going on with me. There is something that I, you know, there's something that I need to work on that I need to um, understand is a good word. There's something that I need to understand about myself. Why do I keep sabotaging? Why do I keep doing these things to somebody who I really love and somebody who is treats me so well and just loves me for the raw me and who really sees me and I didn't want to lose that and so this type of work takes you being in that place and in that space of like vulnerability and openness you know and having that insight of this is fucking me yeah you know what this person probably other that i'm involved with they have their shit to work on too but more than anything like i have stuff that i really need to take a look at and then i need to fix because something just isn't fucking working i've this isn't my first relationship that i'm having issues with and so you know what hmm, maybe it's me maybe i need to fix some stuff so it takes you being in a very vulnerable place to really look at what are the parts that lie in your shadow parts of yourself you know i do a lot of uh you know work with my clients on what lies in the shadow and that takes a lot of just raw honesty and especially if you're doing it in therapy you know and you're you're verbalizing or you're revealing these parts to other people, whether it's your therapist or even to yourself, right? You're revealing these parts of you that have for so long just been a bunch of internalized, maybe guilt or shame or fear or whatever it is about this certain part of you, right? It's usually, you know, I don't like I don't like this part of me. It makes me feel icky. I, it makes me feel embarrassed. It makes me feel ashamed. You know, when this part came out and I lost my shit <laughs> and I lost my shit in front of all these people, I'm so embarrassed by that, right? And so I don't want to look at that. But the problem is, is that the longer that we turn our, away from that, the more that we just fuck up our relationships and the more that we just prolong the inevitable right so it takes a lot of um, openness and it takes a lot of self-reflection for you to even uncover all those parts of you um, and to really even understand what you know what is lying beneath and, um, you know, I have a, I have this saying that I, that I, or this like analogy or metaphor that I use with clients all the time when I'm doing shadow work. And when we're talking about, um, you know, part of what's in our shadow is 
or our ego is all this defensiveness, right? Like somebody said something to me and I just got so like defensive or I, it just got to me so much, right? That isn't, that is like an, a sign, an indication that there's something still within you that is unhealed, right? And that's the insecure part of you, right? So my saying that I always use with clients is to just explain this shadow part of us is, you know, if I um, said to you, you know, Joe, you're a banana. How would you feel? Right? You, I don't know. If somebody called me a banana, I probably wouldn't feel anything. I would probably just be like, that's weird. She's probably like, I don't know. She's not making any sense, but whatever. Uh, I'm just going to go on about my business, right? Because you know, right, that you're not a banana. Like you just know it in your soul that you're not a banana. So it's not going to make you feel any type of way, right? It's not going to get to your ego. It's not going to cause you to have any reaction. It's not touching on any shadow parts of you. But if a person says to you or calls you or calls you out on something that is, you know, something that you have had, you currently have or have ever had any doubt about being, then it is going to bring out the ego. It is going to bring out that defensiveness. It is going to bring that up for you, right? So just thinking about how you might see those reactions or those behaviors or those patterns showing up for you is a good place for you to start doing shadow work. You know, I often get clients who come to me and they say, I want to learn, I want to work on emotional regulation. I mean, they don't call it emotional regulation. Usually in the beginning, that's what we work toward. But usually it's like I have these, you know, very big responses and I lose my shit and I, I want to not lose my shit. I want to not like have such big reactions to things. And I mean, it's great that you want that. It's great that, that you recognize that that's a problem and you want to work on that. You want to change it, but you've got to slow down and you've got to take a look at the underlying like cause of having that reaction, right? Well, why am I having such a big reaction? Why am I feeling such a big emotion about this, right? Why is this striking a nerve for me so bad? right? And <clears throat> I think that's the part that a lot of us skip over when we're, you know, really just trying to do behavioral control or control our behaviors, you know, right? If and this is no, I'm not trying to knock anger management or anything like that, but people think, oh, you know, he just goes or she just needs to go to anger management to learn, learn how to control your anger or control this behavior. But a lot of that is missing or skipping over the part of not just trying to control or change a behavior, but understanding how the behavior is serving you. Why is the behavior showing up? How is that ego showing up to defend you or to protect you, which is serving you, right? Ego is showing up 
as anger and we project that anger and that protects us you know from looking at our insecurities or that protects us from feeling or working on those things that we are still unhealed from and so i i really just like want to end this episode with some takeaways um and really want to encourage any one of you that are listening to you know what play the replay the episode try to connect to try to relate to try to um find parts of you know shadow or ego that you can see or you can recognize that are coming up for you right now or have come up for you in the past in your relationships right try to find real life instances of how this shows up in your life before trying to do the work or trying to change it so i encourage all of you to really think about that you know first and that is the fundamental way of like changing your relationships i again we're wired for connection and safety i get so many clients that want to work with me on like how do i how do i have a fucking awesome rad relationship i want to find my person i want to just be joyful in my relationship i you know i want to find somebody who's going to love me for me and see me for me and love all me for who i really am well fuck you have to love yourself for who you really are too and that has to do with the shadow work that has to do with looking at all the parts of you that you have been putting in the shadow and bringing them out of the shadow and figuring out where they fit in now how does that shadow part of me how do i how does that fit in for me to me now right and that is like the way that we integrate those parts of us right when we're a fragmented self right when we are going along in life and we're just this fragmented self and we have these parts of us and you know that we we only we only let you know one two three parts of us come to the surface you know that's the part of me that's responsible that's part of me that's you know funny that's part of me that is whatever right the desirable parts if we only operate on and let by letting those parts come to the surface or present those parts to the world we're living as a fragmented self and that never a fragmented self will never be a a self that is ready for a relationship and and that is the bottom line a fragmented self will never be a self that is ready for a relationship so when you hear that cliche saying of you have to love yourself before you can love others and you need to you know give yourself some time to be single and learn how to love yourself and get to know yourself it's not bullshit it is it is truth now i'm not saying you have to do that before you get into a relationship for me personally i did it simultaneously i did the shadow work i learned about myself the healing process all happened um you know it all coincided with me learning how to 
be that in a relationship. So I'm just saying that you you can't be your best self that you can be in a relationship if you haven't done this type of work, if you haven't done the shadow work, if you haven't done the ego work. And, you know, I'm assuming that's this is of interest to you all because you're here listening to this episode, right? So I'm assuming that you're all here because you want to know how to have loving relationships, how to have um, genuine and intimate connections, right? And so this is where it starts. You have to have that connection with yourself. You have to look at all the parts of yourself. You have to integrate all those parts of yourself. And that takes that takes a lot of work. So um, I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to blow smoke up your ass. It takes a lot of work. It can look like different things. This podcast is all about alternative ways of healing. Um, only one of those ways is, you know, one-to-one therapy or talk therapy. Um, for me, it was an integration of, um, you know, very spiritually inclined modalities and I did a lot of inner reflection and, you know, meditation and, um, you know, Reiki is a very powerful, powerful tool. Breathwork is such an emotional, like, release. I mean, I did breathwork and I cried. And so if you don't know about those modalities, um, just be curious and start researching them. I will be talking about them on future episodes, but a lot of my inner healing work started with a very just raw curiosity. When people told me about breathwork, when people told me about Reiki, when people told me about meditation and chakras and, you know, your chakra system and, um, just different, different modes of healing hurt. I was super curious. So that is how you can start as well, right? Just start with your curiosity and lean into whatever lights you up and whatever lends itself to you. Um, I'm going to end this with some takeaways. I know I said that a few minutes ago and I'm sorry, sometimes I digress, but some takeaways for this episode, how to do the shadow work. Okay. There's three things I'm going to leave you with. Number one is to get fucking honest. Okay. That's the first thing. I mean, that you cannot get around that. You cannot half ass it. You cannot be like, I'm just going to get honest about this one thing because, you know, that's more digestible than this other thing that I don't want to pay attention to. So you need to get honest. Getting honest starts with reflecting and uncovering, right? Reflecting on and uncovering those different faces or identities or parts of yourself, however you want to reference it. I don't really care. Just make sure it lands for you. But start reflecting. For me, part of my reflection was ways like journaling. Um, you know, I, I listed some other ways before meditation, Reiki, breath work, 
Um, of course, therapy, if that if that's your thing, if you're, um, you know, open to that. And a lot, a big, big part about getting honest is listening, right? Listen to other people. Listen to the feedback that you're getting. Okay, listen to the feedback that you're getting. Stop projecting. You know, stop projecting your shit on other people or situations. And, you know, read the room. Listen, listen to the feedback that you're getting. And I'm not saying there's a, I'm actually going to (laughs) say this is, there's a discretionary part of this. Like, listen to what other people saying are saying. If you find yourself getting like pretty consistent feedback from several sources about how your behaviors maybe are showing up in a not so great way, then that's a good indication that you need to fucking listen, right? If it's just one person and you're like, well, like this one person or this one situation, I'm getting this feedback, but all my other relationships are totally fine, then, you know, that might be a different story. But Listening is part of getting honest. Okay, number two, turning inward. Okay, turning inward and turning your face toward, turning your ear toward, your face toward, whatever, just turning toward the things that are inside, that are within, right? Turning inward for me what really helped me to turn inward and get connected with self was meditation. And, and trust me, it wasn't, it wasn't like naturally easy for me the first couple of times. And it still isn't like super easy for me. I still, my mind wanders, but I just, I know how to bring myself back now. But I would recommend to start with meditation and start with guided meditations. You know, find a simple meditation on Spotify, YouTube, wherever you want to find it. That's guided. It's not long, maybe five minutes, 10 minutes at the most of some sort of guided meditation that will provide you directions while you're meditating. So start with that and see how it feels for you. I mean, this is just worked for me. What worked for me by no means does this have to be incorporated for you, but for turning inward, this was a huge part of me being able to turn inward was to meditate and get into this sort of brainwave of, you know, being able to connect with spirit. And that leads me to the next thing, which, which is spirituality. Part of turning inward is spirituality. Whether it's spirituality, religion for you, I don't know, but for me, spirituality meant understanding and connecting with things that are, you know, greater than me. You know, for example, understanding that I am the, you know, I am love. I am the universe. You know, I am one with the universe. I, when I... (laughs) Don't get me wrong. I have a hard time a lot of times liking people. Um, And I'm sure people have a hard time liking me as well. But, 
you know, I have a hard time liking people. Maybe that I am slightly annoyed by. Maybe I'm at the grocery store. Maybe I'm driving on the road. Somebody cuts me off or whatever, right? I don't always love the version of that person as it's presented to me. But for me, the spirituality component was, which came through meditation, was to helping me understand that I am connected to everything and everyone, right? And the universe. So finding, you know, your path or your road to spirituality is really important for turning inward. Finding what makes you feel connected. Okay. That is what turning it inward means, right? You have to connect yourself to others. Again, we're wired for connection, connection and safety. Whatever makes you feel connected, you need to be connected. You need to have that con- connection. You need to have that sense of purpose, that sense of something greater. And you need to feel like you are a part of it. Okay. And then finally, number three, right? This is how to start doing the shadow work. One, two, and three. We are now on number three is continuously doing the work, right? So we know that anything takes repetition. You are not going to be like, oh, I did the shadow work. I know parts of myself. I know the parts that are in the shadow. Um, I know when they present themselves. I know when ego kicks in and brings out my shadow parts and like, yeah, great. I I uncovered it all and I recognize that. And I'm never like, I'm never going to have that happen again. That's bullshit. It doesn't happen like that. I'm here to tell you. (laughs) I, it, it, it does come up, right? It doesn't come up in the same way. But it sort of rears itself or it comes up or it presents itself. And so, especially in the beginning when you're doing the work, the shadow work, right? You have to have that continuity in actually doing the work. You can do that by checking in with yourself, right? When you have something come up, you need to stop and check in and be like, hmm, is that like my ego or is that coming from, am I acting out of my highest self in that moment? And you know, you will know. Sometimes you're like, fuck yeah, I'm in my ego. And this is, (laughs) this is what's right for me right now. I want to be in my ego. I don't want to be in my higher self right now and have this higher self response. I just need to be in my ego for a minute. So you'll know, you know, when something comes up and you have this behavior and you ask yourself, what am I acting out of? You'll know. Um, Again, looking at patterns, reading the room, um, you know did this, is this reading the room as an indicator of like, uh uh-huh, okay, maybe that was not totally appropriate. Maybe I'm in my ego. And then um, the last part of continuously doing the work is self-compassion, right? Remembering to have compassion for yourself, remembering that you are a work in progress. I am a work in progress. I am still a work in progress. I still stop and do these check-ins. I still reflect on, you know, am I acting out of my ego, you know, because I'm hurt. Um, and the times that I, the answer is yes, then I practice self-compassion. You know, I'm not going to tell myself, that's it. You're, you know, by now you should be able to do this. You shouldn't be falling back in these old patterns and 
what's wrong with you? No, I'm going to have that self-compassion. I'm going to know that I'm a human being. I'm going to know that I'm still going to have to actively put in the work for these when these things come up. So I think, I think that that really sums up everything that I wanted to bring to you all about ego, shadow, and how it's so important to do the work around those things when you are thinking about yourself in relationships, right? I really, really hope that you guys found value in anything that I said during this episode. That is what I'm doing this for, is um, just to provide information and to provide you guys with some healing. Um, And, you know, for me, sharing my personal story with, with the world is super vulnerable, but that's also a form of healing for myself to know that I can be vulnerable and I can feel safe in that. And so I, again, I hope that the, you listening found some value in this and you can apply it and you can relate in your own life and you can practice the steps or, um, use these ways to create that healing for yourself. And with that, I am going to wind down this episode and um, just let all of you know to use the show notes, the links in the show notes to drop me a voice note. Um, I'm really trying to implement new interactive or I'm trying to implement interactive ways (laughs) to um, collaborate with you, the listeners. So if you're so inclined, leave me a voice note and I would love to use that voice note on the episode on future shows. So that way, you know, it could be a value to someone else. I'm sure if it's a question for you or a topic for you, someone else who maybe is too shy or too, uh, you know, they're not there yet, but they really want to get this question out. That could be the same question you have. So if you're so inclined, please drop me a voice note. I would love to respond and collaborate with you that way. Otherwise, I hope each and every one of you have a great rest of your day, whether it's day or night, whenever you're listening to this episode. I hope you all enjoy. I am sincerely grateful that you tuned in and I cannot wait to see you in the next episode. So take care for now. See you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in and pushing play. I really hope that you found this episode worth your while. I'm so honored that you chose to spend that time with me. If you liked what you heard, please make sure that you rate the episode, download, subscribe, follow the podcast. I am also taking voice clips and featuring those voice clips in the podcast episode to answer some of your juiciest questions. So please feel free to use the links in the show notes to drop me a voice message. I would love to hear from you in that kind of interactive way. Bye for now. I'll see you in the next episode.